This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, how close are they going to come to finding a late winner? I actually think they can get it. I think it'll be dramatic. I think they'll get it. I believe. Do you believe, Mansfield Town fans? If you do, start singing and back your side and draw them in. As Marriott launches forward again, reading the target, flicks on it, might try and fall. But Greenish has the box. Yes! Matt Greenish won it for Mansfield Town! Yes! Come on! Mansfield at the top of the table. The fans are on the pitch. And Matt Green gets his second goal of the game. It's Hereford 1, Mansfield Town 2. And that's the goal which could win Mansfield Town the lead. The Stags fans go berserk. As do the press. What a dramatic goal. I said it was good. And Matt Green has found it. Come on. Yes. Ten years. Eight managers. 458 games. 182 wins. Some beautiful highs. Colchester away. Oh, Hereford away. And some crashing lows. Wembley. The second David Fincroft. We've had 10 whole years of following Mansfield Town, and on this very special Mansfield Matters podcast, we're going to reflect on the last decade as the 2010s become the 2020s. Why? Because Mansfield matters. The player assistant boss, the captain, Murray Rossley Trophy Aloft! Mansfield Town and champions in the Blue Square Bet Premier. They're back in the football league. The joy is playing for all to see. The champagne flies. And these scenes are ones which will never die from the memory of the Mansfield Town FC supporters. Ten whole years have gone by in the blink of an eye. It only seems like yesterday when 2009 became 2010, when me and Nathan were in our teens and Cam was still in nappies. Over the next hour or so, we're going to reflect on, of course, the last decade, try and pick our team of the decade and have a little bit of fun on the way as well. We've got some cake, we've got some tea. It's a usual Mansfield Matters podcast, bar for one thing. We're not live, so we can't take your comments in the live feed, but we have filmed this, so we'll put little clips uh, on our Facebook page 
and things of uh, things like that as well over the course of it as we have a little bit of fun. First and foremost though we must reflect on the thing uh, which is most prominent and that at the moment is Mansfield's current form and where they end the decade on. Nathan, a 2-0 defeat away at Bradford is how we end. It's uh, pretty much a defeat and performance which sums up the, the entirety of this decade, isn't it? Mm, do we have to talk about it? I mean, uh, summing up the decade, probably not. I think we've probably had more ups and downs throughout the decade, whereas at the moment we're unfortunately on a down. Uh, 20th in League Two, looking over our shoulders. Um, you know, you've got teams below us that really aren't that far away. We said it last week on the podcast, uh, on, on the live podcast, that you know, it only takes a, a defeat and a couple of them to get a win, and you're right in amongst it. So, um, you know, it's not good. But, I mean, the, the positive is performances are improving. That's one positive we can take. However, it's three games and not a win. Cam is the R word to be feared now. Uh, you just say at this stage of the season where we are, yeah, it is. And it, Imagine saying that six, seven months ago. Nobody would believe you, but it's been a, it's a mad year really has from the ups and the downs and unfortunately it's been a massive down ever since um, Mr Frickcroft left so we've got time to turn it round but it's going to be a long slog Graham Coughlin's got a massive job in his hands come the January transfer window we'll just briefly talk about that Nate before we move on to uh, other things how many transfers are you expecting in the January transfer window because Mansfield really need bodies now to try and get this squad firing and try and stay in League 2 because there's no doubt about it 20th in the table this is a relegation battle now and not a promotion uh, promotion quest No, I think we've known for a while that it's probably promotion promotion's done for the season now um, and it probably is more looking like a relegation battle and I wouldn't be surprised to see a good few changes maybe I mean, in his post-match uh, interview after Bradford, he has hinted at two or three possible incomings. But what I found quite interesting, he actually mentioned there will most certainly be some outgoings. He said that we've got quite a big squad. Now, that comment sort of surprised me because I, I didn't think we had much of a big squad this year because you, you look at the sort of... Obviously, we've got a strong bench, but past that, we haven't really got that much cover. So that comment surprised me. So it would be interesting to see... Uh, exactly what happens are we going to let more go out than we are going to bring in uh, you know is, is that the plan is that our strategy from here on bringing some money and rely on youth or you know it'd be very interesting to see what direction we are going to go in, in January but I do think we need just a couple of new fresh faces just to bring in a bit of like new mentality to the group and hopefully have a bit of change of form Final reflections on uh, the 2-0 defeat of Bradford then, Cam, before we look back on the uh, the decade and we try and pick our team of the decade, our moment of the decade and all, all things like that and have a little bit of fun. It was a poor performance, one which lacked fight, lacked character and ultimately it was mistakes which cost us. Oh yeah, mistakes and I think the biggest mistake is that we can't seem to stick the ball into the net. It's the same old Mansfield this season, just not the ball just not falling for us. It's like Andy Cooking was it in the first half. Ball's played across him, it just gets it stuck yeah. under his feet. It's just them little moments of just being unfortunate, and it might, whether it took a bobble off the pitch or whatever, or poor control. Either way, it didn't end up it back in there, and we get punished for it. Same old Mansfield this season, don't take his chances, and we get punished for it. Let's no longer talk about the present, let's uh, reflect on the past then. What a decade it's been. Before we go into the nitty gritty, let's just uh, try and pick. Uh, our reflective thoughts on the decade as a whole. It's been one in which we've 
gone from conference mid-table obscurity, climbed through the ranks and uh, managed to get promotion back into League Two and for a while were knocking on the door of League One. We've reached Wembley in a cup final. We've had two failed um, playoff bids. We've won a league. We've done so many more things in between as well. Good football. But as we said in the intro, eight managers in ten years, Nate. Is that a stat which uh, surprises you a little? A little bit, but it doesn't feel like that. You know, it's it's. I mean, uh, you know, we've had probably quite a lot of change over in the last couple of years, so that's probably um, you know made that stat seem worse than what it the reality is. And there was a few changes at the probably at the very start of the decade, if I remember correctly. So, um, you know, I don't think we have been a club that have chopped and changed too much. Um, but I suppose if you just looked at it in black and white, the stats don't lie and it doesn't look great. But um, I think in the middle, we have tried to stick by managers as much as we can. But times change and this is, uh, this is football. And unfortunately, it's a results-based business. Um, and uh, we're no different to anybody else in the league. It seems to be a common theme across the country. And I don't know if it's something to do with this generation. You know, I don't know what it was like in the olden days. We're all pretty young in here. Unfortunately, we haven't got the old man Simon here to let us know. Um, is that him now messaging him? Yeah, probably is. He I knows. I have no idea. Um, a professional would have known that we were recording a podcast and put the phone on silent. Would you, yes, you'd expect that, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Get him sacked. Poor. Um, I'm not editing that bit out either. That's staying yeah, in. People need to know the real cam. This well. is him. <laughs> um, I've lost track. Yeah, so obviously we don't know what it was like. Well, no. I'll try that again. We think it was probably... Clubs gave managers more time in the past, whereas these days it's not the case. So I don't know if it's that surprising. Now, I've written down, uh, I've been a bit of an anorak and written down uh, some things like league positions, uh, results, games played, that sort of thing. Um, I'm not going to tell you some stats because I want them to stay uh, hidden. They're going to be used by me later on. But uh, a points total of 676 points over the last 10 years uh, on the uh, league games only. I've not included cup games, I've not included uh, playoffs uh, in there as well. So judging on league games played in the last decade, we've played, as we said uh, in the intro, 458 games, uh, 182 wins, 130 draws, most of them 2-2. Uh, <laughs> this season. Yeah, this season. Uh, and 146 uh, losses, 676 points. Let's have a little scan uh, as to where we were. I've not written down where we finished in the 2009-2010 season because I forgot. So we're going from the 2010... Ninth. Uh, ninth, was it? Yeah. Was it ninth? Uh, we, on the last day of the season, we played... Do you know what? I'm going to trust Nathan's judgment. <laughs> I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was ninth. So the last game of the season, we played at home to Kidderminster Harriers. We had a 3-0 lead, uh, thanks to a first-half hat-trick from Jake Spate. We then gave that away. But at half-time, we was looking at that point, if we got another couple of goals, uh, the swing of goal difference would have took us above Wimbledon into eighth. So uh, I think, judging on that, I'm sure we finished ninth. Yes, he's ninth. Jake Spate, number one goal scorer. Uh, Has he got it spot on? Yeah, we finished ninth. I don't, I mean, I don't I mean, know about the fixtures. I mean, unfortunately... Go and have a look. Go, go on, just unfortunately for Nathan, that isn't in the quiz later on. Got it. Uh, so <laughs> he's, he's, you can well, tell he's done his research. Even, I've researched if, one match and that's not Even if it included. was in the quiz, it probably now wouldn't be. <laughs> no, I've, used, played, I've played, played my change, card too early, haven't I? You have played your card too <laughs> early. Uh, so we've gone ninth, 13th, 3rd, 1st, 11th, 21st, 12th, 12th, 8th, 
fourth, and this season probably twenty first. Yeah, twenty third. <laughs> yeah, which wouldn't surprise me at all. No, it can't be twenty third. <laughs> got to be. Uh, oh yeah, it can be twenty. Yeah, we've still got twenty four teams, but we wouldn't be yeah. relegation. So. Yeah, twenty third. We'll, we'll take that at this point. But uh, you can see over the years how we've progressed. But in that period where we we got better and better and better, going back to that original point, we had that longevity of managers. Obviously, uh, he who shall who I shall not name. Uh, in uh, 2010 led us into uh, this decade uh, then Duncan Russell took over till the end of the season then we had one two three uh, three full seasons with Paul Cox uh, so three and a half seasons then there was a season of transition uh, as Adam Murray came in in 2014-15 Adam Murray then in 2015 um, then Murray and Evans then Evans and Flitcroft then Flitcroft and obviously uh, Dempster and then uh, Graham Coughlin at the moment but in that middle period that's where we had that longevity of managers and it's interesting just going back to you know a few weeks ago when uh, we heard from Carolyn and she was talking about um, you know uh, appointing a new manager she said that longevity was one thing which she, she desperately wanted to keep at the club isn't it it's one thing which she said was was really key, and one thing so that I she think it is a key thing because if you're, it's like I'm just going to throw a couple of names into hat, like you're not scaring to just you're chopping and changing your managers. Well, Nat's County had three different managers last season, and it quite clearly upset the dressing room. And if if we end up in the same similar sort of situation to what they did, a very unsettled dressing room, they've got players playing for the names on the back, not the shirt, and it, it just. Doesn't it's not good for the club if you're constantly changing everything. You can't settle. You can't get a settled style of football. I know we're playing different football under Copland than we are under Dempster, but if you're playing three different styles with the same players, and it's just not going to work. And we've got to have some sort of balance because we've also got to balance the books as well. Because if you've got so many different managers, that's a load of different paychecks. They're all going to be on different pay. Then you have to pay the other one off to get another one in. And then you're more likely to have to pay compensation. And it more, it goes from more than just a football matter then. It goes back to the sustainability of the football well, club. Well, that's what Chesterfield have got. They're, they're paying off the three previous managers that they've, they've, the they've had. Same as Notts County. Yeah. Allegedly, Nolan's still being paid off. So It's a difficult world to live in. And it's something which you have to finally balance. And I guess it's something which as supporters, you know, we don't always take into consideration when uh, when these things happen. We see the results and we're just eager to jump on the manager's back. I know we're, going, we're jumping back to present tense a little, but... It's funny, isn't it, that only after th- only three games there are a, a slight, and I mean it, it's minimal, it's minimal, people on social media calling for Cochrane to be sacked already. Well, there's one thing that I'll put on record right now, uh, you know, I've, people that have been following our podcast for a while, they'll probably know that I, I did think it was time for Dempster to go, but I'm going to um, put it out there right now, I think Cochrane has to be here for the remainder of the season, no matter what, because yeah. I just... You look at those stats that you just read out there. Um, our most successful season came probably, you know, through having a manager that's been able to work through with the squad for a long period of time. And at the very beginning of that, it probably wasn't great. You know, it probably wasn't great watching. Uh, we all, you know, probably thought it wasn't going to go on to do too well. Uh, numerous things like that. And we're probably in a very similar situation right now. But given a time, given time to a manager. Um, to, to, to do his job is so important. It's not just us. We see it, you know, Jürgen Klopp at Liverpool right now. See what he's done. I know he took it at a completely different level, but the same still applies. He's been there for years and he's been able to take them places. Gareth Ainsworth, you know, there's so many yeah. managers. Nathan Jones had time at Luton. Uh, Danny Cowley, there's so many examples out there. When they are given time, 
even if they don't get off to the best start, they usually do come good. If you look at Paul Cox's record, arguably the most successful manager in, in modern day Mansfield history and certainly of the last decade. Um, obviously three full seasons in charge, three seasons and about four months I think it was that he had in charge. But if you look at the progression there, obviously he took a squad which was absolutely down on its backside having you know, having lost at Wembley and, and been stuck in the, the doldrums of the conference for, for way too long. Had to rebuild that squad and then mould it to the way he wanted it to be. To finish third in that first season and then losing the playoffs, I think that was by the by. But I think we all can agree around this table that we weren't ready in that seat in that first season under Paul Cox to go. That second season, obviously, you know, it started a little bit rough again, but we stuck with him. Whereas I think if, if he'd have been in charge now and had that start, he'd have probably been gone by now. But sticking by him and believing in him and, and giving him the tools to go forward and build ultimately got us promoted and then got us safety to finish 11th the season after uh, in League 2 in our first season his first season as a football league manager as well that's a phenomenal achievement for a club like ours at that time especially with the background that he's coming from fair enough he died in the conference but he was coming from Eastwood which were was it a step below National North at the time yeah they, they were up there but it was still a unconsiderable way off football league standard and you think back to this season, it's, it's about the same time of that season that the results start to turn around under under Paul. And same again for the playoff season, it was just a, a steady progression throughout the season. And and it just built and built and built. And then it, it was just a fantastic finish to not so much gain, losing in the playoffs, but nobody expected us to make the playoffs for a start. And we played some good football well, conference standard football but it, it was good football at the time effective football I think it that's was yeah. yeah and and then to obviously playoffs unfortunate promotion the following season nobody expected I'd have been happy with playoffs again I didn't think that we especially at this when where we were say the same time that, that season not at all we were what low, lower mid table Ozuka went on an unbelievable run it's just built and built and that's what that's the difference between getting a manager that comes in like, for example, Steve Evans wants results straight away, spends the money for it, or appointing a manager that wants to build for the future and not just the here and now. And it was something that was really highlighted, obviously, when we did get promotion. The players that we brought in, all bar a couple of additions like your, your Jamie Maguire's, uh, that it was that team that, that then kept us up the following season. And we made a, we didn't make, a, a, can't think we made any major signings that following season that were roughly a relegation battle. And obviously, Muz came in, steady the ship again, and it's just been a, a gradual build since then. And I think that's it's a positive from where the club were ten years ago. Because we think ten, ten years ago, we were, we were worried that we wouldn't have a club. Yeah, ten years ago, of course, the Radfords had not lin long, not long since purchased uh, the Stags. Ten years ago, I don't think we were purchased. It yes, was a, was uh, it, we, we were. Yeah. Uh, no, or were we? Uh, was it September? That no, year? it was ten eleven. It was the first season was the Wembley season. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it so was. It was yeah, nine... so, so ten years ago, it would have been it would have been late uh, nine ten. We got locked out of the Grand, I think. No, 10 11, that? 10 11, because that's <laughs> Wembley season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, late 2010 then, so it was late in the, in, 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 coming up to 10 years, it will be 10 years, I believe, in 
September, October time. Yeah, something like that. Uh, in in that year, but uh, to you know, to think ten years ago, you know, we were struggling as a club financially. We needed uh, backing. We needed new owners to come in and to have that now. And how far they've taken the club, the Radfords. Uh, it's fantastic. The stadium's in a much better state. It's now ours. We don't have to worry about that at all. We've got, uh, you know, good uh, commercial prospects within there. We've seen the Sandy Pate Bar develop and now change into Sandy's Bar and Kitchen. There's the other suites in there as well. It's a much more of a better place to be on a match day. But can you imagine if that had not have happened? This would be an entirely different podcast. If at all, we'd have a club to be talking about. That's where you really you sort of, uh, you know, it hits you a little bit, doesn't it? Where you have a bit of a reality check and uh, really realise where we could be. You know, you've got to appreciate where we are now. Although it's not, you know, we're leaving on a Saturday afternoon, probably disappointed with the result. You sometimes still have to have that little bit of time and reflection and just think, you know, where where could we be? Uh, and a bit like you just said there, with all the things that happen, you, you, success is measured in different ways in football. You have the immediate success that you actually have on the pitch you know the 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 squad that you send out to go and get results and and that success changes week by week one week you you, you get a good victory and you think oh yeah we, we, we're decent next week you can have an absolute shocker and the fans are saying he's no good he's no good and that that can switch and go up and down throughout the season uh, you know that's form but there's the other side of success which is what's happening off the pitch which is where we you know I think we've had We've been sort of going. We've been increasing and improving on the pitch, but off it, we've been the the, the difference has been massive in the way we've been going forward as a club. We've, you know, we've we've been more sustainable. Um, and you just think back, like even as we like say with the stadium, as we own it, and we even had a point where uh, the capacity was cut because of safety and all that's been resolved. There's been so many things where you look back and there's been negatives, but all that's been changed to positive. We don't have them worries anymore. The only worry we're now going to have on this podcast is uh, the worry of arguments because the time has come uh, to think back to the players who have worn the famous amber and blue over the last 10 years. I haven't done a count of how many players, it's simply uh, well over the million mark because David Holdsworth was in charge at the start of the decade. Um, But it's time to try and piece together our team of the decade. Now... I've got a couple of rules for this team of the decade, all right? Um, hopefully, we're going to, rather than sort of pick our own team, individual team, hopefully, we're going to try and pick one uh, which is more of a collective. <laughs> this will uh, be interesting. Collective. Uh, so, I've got a couple of rules for this, which is first and foremost, um, the player selected must not be judged on current form, it must be judged on their contribution. To the club as a whole during their time with us over the last decade, okay, um, and how important that contribution was uh, and and has been. Loan players is a bit of an issue because I can see one loan player jumps out to me as a player who will particularly be up there for in the team of the decade. Would you like to both say his name? Could be Tyler Walker. Could, yeah. yeah, George Grant. Yeah, George Grant. No, uh, <laughs> Tyler Walker. Now. Lone players for me, uh, I was trying. I was on the way to Bradford, me and my dad were having this conversation to try and piece together our team and he was saying lone players shouldn't be allowed. So I'm going to put it to you two. Should, would you allow lone players for their contribution? Yes or no? 
can't think, we realise? Because yeah. you look at someone like Tyler Walker and you think last season wouldn't have happened without him. Which was a major success. Exactly. Ish. Ish. Well, yeah. But last season as a whole... Until he missed that penalty. In the, until he missed the penalty. Yeah, and, and, and just to throw a spanner into the works, I'm going to say no, I don't think we should include them. <laughs> you don't want to include loan players? I don't think we should, no. Okay, right, I, I'm going to side with Nathan and say we're not going to include loan players. In the starting 11, I'm going to compromise a little bit. No <laughs> loan players in the starting 11, but we will uh, include loan players on the bench because... There's one in particular for me, who I've not mentioned yet, who deserves an honourable mention. Maybe we'll put them in a separate squad. First and foremost, let's go, let's go with a goalkeeper and get this one out of the way. Surely there is only one choice for this, Nathan, right? I know what you're thinking, and I'm, I'm stuck between two. I think I know who we will go with eventually, inevitably. Who do you think I'm thinking? Alan Marriott. Correct. It yeah. is Alan Marriott. It has to be, doesn't all, all it? The, the, only, the only reason I... I, I the other one I would put in there is, is Bobby Oleshnik, simply because uh, we, under our best defensive record of a season, he was a yeah. goalkeeper. But I think a lot of credit needs to go to the outfield players for that as well. So I probably would side with you, uh, with, with Alan Marriott. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Alan Marriott's contribution, phenomenal, really. What, five and a bit Just years? Just that goal against Wrexham, probably, yeah. to get it, and the pink shirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, signed in January 2010, left... In what Jan- in the summer of what? I thought 14? it was earlier than that. Thirteen, fourteen, yeah, thirteen. No, signed in uh, the January of twenty ten. I, th- I can tell you that's fact. Definitely, definite fact. You might want to remember that for the quiz later. Um, so what had what five, four, five seasons with us? Um, numerous appearances, uh, an FA Trophy final. Uh, a th- you know, FA Cup performances, uh, playoffs, promotion winner, uh, foot, season in the Football League. Uh, you can't look beyond him, can you, Nate, for, for a choice of goalkeeper? And that goal against Wrexham and that pink shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think if, if uh, he was a little bit taller, he would, have, he would have never played for us. He would have been a lot higher up in the leagues because his, his actual you know, shot-stopping abilities and his actual all-around goalkeeping... Uh, we're, we're higher than this level. It was just his height that let him down, really. So, um, you know, there's no arguing, really, the, 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 what he did for us. Um, you know, he was part of what, our most successful years in this decade. So, obviously, I think he deserves to have that number one shirt. Okay, right. The next rule which I'm going to impose is that it's a four-four-two. Easy, easier to put together, really. <laughs> That's fine. Um, let's go with uh, a choice of right back each. If we all agree on a choi- choice of right back in our choices, then they're in. Uh, if we don't, then we debate it. I think that's a fair rule, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cam, you go first. I, could, I think I've seen him play at right back at some point. Richie saw him. Okay. <laughs> He's definitely in. Um, <laughs> without any. Uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, Nathan, what's, what's your. Uh, Tom Naylor. Tom Naylor for right back? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he did Mark- play right back, didn't he? Uh, I think at some point he would have. Might have had to be I remember okay. I think he played like centre. I think he yeah. played centre mid, right back. Yeah. No, I, but yeah, I'll, yeah, he was okay. also under David Oldsworth, Duncan Russell. <coughs> Don't uh, think he was under time. David Oldsworth. I think he was too young for was David a, Oldsworth. I don't know because Oldsworth came uh, played Oldsworth. under played under Russell. I don't think he yeah. broke through under Oldsworth because Oldsworth would have just signed somebody else. Possibly. I know he played at Wembley, <laughs> so I know it def- yeah, he definitely, definitely was here. Russell. I mean, where's this bell? Where is it? We need it for how many times uh, Craig has a digger to uh, David Oldsworth. Okay, this, can you this, reach this it? Because I have put it in the I have put it in the middle yeah. on purpose. I'll, I'll let Craig. I'll, I'll no, no, Craig, it's in front of you now. Where your ball you. was? 
So in front of you. Hey, where's the cake gone? Did you get it? Oh, there we go. So every time uh, Craig has a dig at David Ol- D- David Olsworth, uh, the bell shall be rang. I apologise in advance now for excessive bell ringing. Um, <laughs> my choice uh, is Luke O'Neill. Ah, good. Once show. one season, obviously didn't get promoted that season, but we got to the uh, got to the playoffs. I just felt like he was a very good, solid right back for us, full of young promise. That's one of our mistakes of the decade, not tying him down to a longer contract and not getting money for him. Because I think if he'd have had a longer contract, it'd have probably stayed for at least another season, and then we'd have probably made made, made money out of him. Yeah, on a free. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is crazy. I'd have him in the squad right now as well. So absolutely, oh, yeah. is one of those players that you always want to see uh, brought back. Any other contenders that you want to throw in there before we uh, try and settle on a right back? Not that I can think of no. Hayden White could be in with a shout, but I would still stick. I, you know, I still think there's others that could beat him to that. Okay, so uh, you went for Richie Sutton, you went for Tom Naylor, I went for Luke O'Neill. Who are we choosing? I'm going to vote Luke O'Neill now. Cam? I'm still going to stick with Sutts. Uh, uh, two to one, Luke O'Neill, Luke O'Neill is in. <laughs> uh, Centre-back, uh, we'll start with Nathan this time. Your choice for the first, or uh, the first of the two central defensive... Um, uh, Parents. I mean, we, we all know who one's going to be, so should we, just, should we just put him now and get it out of the way? What, Luke Jones? No, Richie Sutton. What? No. Do you, do, you, do you know the honest truth? On Honest truth, Richie Sutton didn't, doesn't make the team of my decade. Really? No doesn't make the starting lineup. Honestly. What is happening? Honestly, it doesn't. Makes I the bench. actually solid. Makes the bench. But if we all feel so passionately about no, it, I'm no, not going to no, argue I'm, with you. No, no. Let's put him in. No, we're just going to do it for your sake. But if you want to wait till the bench, if you want to bench, if you want to bench your all-time hero, aside from Neil McKenzie, then then uh, then I'll be it. You bench him. So I'll go for my actual. Yeah, player, please. Can we have a fair? Make this a fair. All right, all right. Thing, yeah. I'm going to go for Ryan Taffazoli. Ooh. Okay. Cam. Uh, John Dempster. John Dempster. Okay. Luke Jones is my choice. Uh, so, Cam, why John Dempster? Captain has, they captained us, managed us. Unsuccessfully. It, it, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> but it's that, st- it's that well, It's a debate, mate. I'm not going to hold back. Exactly. I'm, I'm my player in. It, it's that progression through the ranks. and it was a, a su- Other than the managers, it was a successful time at the club. He's, he came in and obviously it was a player that got us promotion. He, he played near enough every game that season. Yeah. Um, he played against Liverpool. He played against uh, anyone in that. I can't think of any game that he particularly missed, other than maybe through suspension. Okay, fair point, uh, Nathan. Tafazoli. Um, I just think he sort of comes in the same category as Luke O'Neill. Really, he's one of those players that. Uh, you could quite clearly see had a hell of a lot of uh, potential yeah. uh, and he's one that we again should have got uh, money for uh, I'm right in thinking he went on a free as well didn't he yes uh, so one of them that you, you knew was just going to go higher up in the leagues and uh, if, I'm, if my, my memory serves me right he played for us when at a point when we probably wasn't the best of teams so he was called upon quite a lot and uh, he was usually Mr Reliable back there when, when we needed him so that's why I, I put him forward Okay, Luke Jones, I'll explain my choice of Luke Jones, obviously, uh, again, uh, promotion winner, solid central defender, great in both boxes, could s- obviously uh, scored quite a, a few as well, uh, numerous spells with the club, I think he had three spells with the club but only played in two because of his injury, 
I just felt it was one of those defenders who you could always rely on. And I remember this. Mansfield went through a bit of a slump uh, during the Paul Cox era, especially in that second season when we won the league. Uh, Luke Jones was uh, cut out of the side, made to train with the infamous Quarry Club with uh, all the others. And then Macclesfield away was brought back in, scored a goal and never lost his place after that. Looked rock solid and for me helped us get promotion alongside John Dempster. Um, that's my case for, for him. Does anyone want to uh, change their vote or are you, you sticking with what you've got? No, I'm sticking. I'm sticking as well. Okay. This, how right. is this going to work? This is, this is going to work because I'm going to throw the other rule in and make it up as I go along. Yeah. Uh, you cannot vote for your own. You've got to vote for. You've got to vote for. What happens if we all still two? vote for one each? Because we're not all going to vote on the same one. So like you'll oh, have okay. a go this time, and then it'll be Cam, then it'll be me, and then it'll go back around the table. Okay. So Nathan, you can't vote for your own. You've got to. You've got to pick between my choice or Cam's choice. So it's Luke Jones or John Dempster. I'm going to go with uh, Luke Jones. Okay. Uh, so next time round, Cam, it'll be your choice if it gets to a stalemate. We'll start with you for the second choice of uh, defender. Right. Again, you can put you can put Dempster back. You can throw Dempster back into the mix if you want. No, uh, Christian Pierce. Okay, Nath. Ryan Tafazali. Okay, but he's going. Well, he's, second he's, chance. He's, I've got to get him in there. Second <laughs> chance. Um, we don't need to vote because my second choice was Ryan Tafazali. Oh, get in there! You've left the chief out. Wow, yeah. I know. I mean, it's pretty close. Five, it's five close years. Call. Five years as a player, captain. Yeah, Surprise. but five years as a player and a captain, and I'm sorry, I do like Christian Pierce as a player, I rate him as a player, but... He's improved. Two failed... He's captained two failed promotions, uh, and we've not, not gone anywhere. First one doesn't count. We've Blaine not Evans. gone anywhere. We're not, we're not, we've not gone anywhere. Uh, Left-back choice, and I'm going to start on this one. Um, I think a lot of us will, will probably say it's a one-horse race in terms of Samal. Uh, that's why I made that rule earlier about... Uh, recent form yeah. before I chuck a hat into the ring and, and try and change it would you agree on Samal yeah I've got Mal you've got Mal Nathan did you go I mean for? I've got to agree because I literally can't think of any other left backs that we've had <laughs> really so it's probably going to have to be okay uh, my other choice was James Jennings um, yeah. but I've, I've will that would have been my second choice Samal was my yeah. first choice you can't look any further again numerous years at the club um, solid player up until probably about the last four or five weeks some beautiful goals from left back as well. Can just, play left wing back. Just for that one goal against Chesterfield, really should automatically yeah. put him in there. Absolutely. That means so though, by that Calvin Adro up front. Calvin <laughs> front, so probably doesn't work. Right, then we'll go, we'll go right wing and we'll start with Nathan, your candidate for right, right midfield. Um, you know what? I haven't actually thought past the defence. I've been so busy <laughs> thinking about a left back. Uh, right wing is a bit tricky. Go to Cam first. Go on, second. Cam. Louis Briscoe. Louis Briscoe is my choice as well. Yeah, he's in then. <laughs> Nave. Well, don't matter what I say now, does it? No. Well, it does. I mean, <laughs> it does. It does. We're open to open Oh, yeah, today. true. Because you never know, I might change your yeah. mind. Uh, so I'm going to throw a spanner into the works. We're just Louis Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think he's got to be, hasn't he, really? Yeah, if you look at, again, another comp- it, it does feel like it's forming a conference side, but. It, again, Louis Briscoe, I think, is one of those which a lot of people forget, actually, again, signed alongside Alan Marriott in 2010. Uh, got 2000, us to... Mazza signed in 2009. What, in December? March. March 2009? He was on a deal with Rushton and Diamond, who were actually in our league at the time, then went bust. Okay. He signed a short-term deal in March 2009. 
And you kind of might have to change one of my questions, but... Ah, <laughs> love um, proving Craig wrong. It's great. It was, it was even better as well. He's, he's probably going to go out and edit this now, but uh, no, he no also way. stated it's factually correct. I never said that. I think he did. I never said that. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> never said that. Uh, Louis Briscoe, as it was, go back to the point, uh, signed alongside uh, in, that, uh, in that time. Uh, again, got us to Wembley, the missed penalty, but the rebound at Luton. Some great performances, some fantastic goals as well. We talk about Samal for uh, absolute world. His Briscoe had an absolute collection of belters, didn't he? I, th- I think the one that sticks out for me was hide away. Just, I think it was literally straight from kickoff. They lump it long, we send it back up the wing, cuts in, left foot, whipped it top corner, top bins, far post. I think that's probably one of the best goals. He knew how to hit them as well, didn't he? That's really sometimes did. the power. Uh, behind some of his shots were, were, were brilliant if it was on target you knew he had a good chance of going in and another thing as well he, he won us the penalty in the Wrexham game yeah that sent us up that theatrical uh... oh, it was very it was it was quite clearly <laughs> a bit, it was borderline dive but we took it <laughs> it was yeah. hey, when you're winning mate when you're a winning side look things like that definitely go for I mean, it when, when you're struggling to be Wrexham's reserve you've got yeah. to do something to, to, to get through aren't you absolutely so. it was just one of them games no matter who we played it had been a difficult game so yeah. Louis Briscoe's uh, on, on the right wing I think we can all already without even having a debate put the first central midfielder and the captain in there can't we yep. yeah. yeah Adam Murray's Adam in Murray, yeah. Adam Murray's Straight in away. easy Love with that. the captain's armband easy job done no discussion neither, neither. but the second central midfielder to partner Adam Murray uh, your suggestions, please, Nathan. Paul Digby? Obviously joking. No, you've said it now. No, I'm we're not, you... not having that. Actually, yeah, no, we'll take your first answer. Yeah, we'll take your first answer and we'll God's go for sake. Paul Digby. <laughs> Diggers is in. Diggers is in. I hate you both. No, go on, go on. I'll be fair. It's, uh, I'll be fair. Um, Central midfielder. We're obviously talked about there's players that have gone on to do better than what they've done when they were no, obviously, the, the, the but we're not talking about that. The brief is players who have contributed the most for Mansfield Town across the last decade. Yeah. So even if they've gone on to like play Sunday League now, doesn't matter. It's about their contribution to Mansfield. Um, you know what? I can't actually think of many players who have that stick out when you're thinking of Adam Murray's level. Yeah, it's hard. It's isn't tricky it? to, to actually to pick another central midfielder. Um, I'm struggling. Cam, what would your suggestion well, be? I've got Chris Clements. It's not a bad shout. I'd, I'd, I'd struggle to put him in there because some of his. No, I was just thinking it was just some of his set pieces, just for some of the goals. Absolutely pinpoint delivery, better, better than Marbellian. So I'm just going to say that for straight now. Um, not Joel Byron. I'm punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just makes him think. I think, he, I think he's I? cropped as well now, again. Um, but just some of his, his deliveries and his just link up play, and it it was just something that set us apart in the conference because we could play long directional football as well as playing it along the deck and getting it up the wings for someone like Linda Meek or Louis Briscoe for them to then get it, get it into the box and then finish it so for one to finish it off and. I just th- I just thought he brought it something different, and then it, again it just brought that extra bit of class when we were in the league and when we were not we were in difficult games and it just pick out a pass or a cross or whatever 
and just another one just scoring the first goal at Meadow Lane on that Friday night set us on the way didn't it Seems um, well, I'm, I'm regretting not having not about, about the loan decision thing because I probably would have put in Ben Whiteman here because I, I personally feel over the decade we've probably not had the strongest midfield well central midfield that anyway five months yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, you know you look past that and I'm trying to think of the sort of creative players and you look past the lone players and we haven't actually had that many really the only player I've, I think I've, I've, I've decided on the one I'm going to go with um, and I'm going to go with Neil Bishop just simply due to his contribution last year you know he took didn't he win mostly like fans awards and things yeah. like that as well got a sort of clean sweep with that nearly um, you know a man of his age I know he's only been here for one season and, and this year he hasn't really hit the form that we all would have liked to see but um, you know he was absolutely solid in that midfield all right, I'm going to offer you up uh, two names. I'm going to offer you Jamie Maguire. Yeah, I forgot about him. And Lee Stevenson. Ah, oh, Steve-O. Oh, if, if I remembered Steve-O. Steve-O. Um, All right, I'll throw in a third name. Tyron Thompson for that home goal. Yeah, that um, was, we'll no, talk that about was, that later. That was, no, 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 that was before this. Was that? that? Yeah, that, that was first season. No, was it first or season? No. And, you say I'm and you say I'm factually incorrect. Yeah, because yeah, it was... Uh, Tyrone Thompson's own goal was the same season we got to Wembley. 2011, Hayes and Yedden I thought away. it was before. Know your own goals. Uh, I'll, throw <laughs> in th- I'll throw in another name into the hat for you. It might be controversial, but I'm going to say Anthony Howell. Oh, no. No? No. no. Okay, right. So, who are we going to go with then? Out of your decisions, I would go for Jamie Maguire out of those. Yeah, if I remember... That, I'd say now I'm torn if I'd have remembered him it's either Jammer or Steve-O so no, you initially went for Chris Clemens yeah, I know I did but I Nathan, forgot about you, it Nathan you went for Ben Whiteman well no Neil Bishop in the Neil Bishop and I'll go I'll go for Jamie Maguire anybody want to change theirs or do we need to put it to do we need to do the vote no uh, yeah I'll stick with Clem right okay uh, Nathan picked last time so you've got to pick one other than your own camp Nate, yours was Bish and yours was Bishop or Maguire mm, Jammer okay Maguire uh, partners Murray in the centre of, of the midfield that's a terrifying sentiment partnership <laughs> it is isn't it Crop- <laughs> if you want to get kicked yeah. Cropsville <laughs> absolute Cropsville uh, left there. winger this is going to be a very difficult one uh, I, personally I wasn't a massive fan um, but in terms of what he actually went on to do which I know isn't the brief you, you've got to Put Sam Clucas up for contention, haven't you? No, no. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's no, no, with, with, with the brief, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Brief. I don't. I don't blame him for not performing because he didn't really get the chance. He wasn't played properly. At, you know, I don't think. But uh, yes, if you were, if you're going to count what he went on to do, then absolutely. But I think for what he did with us, probably not. Apart from the the cup game, really. Come on, then offer me some names. Who's going first? I'll go first. Linda Meikle. I'm going to go for a better Lyndon Meikle with CJ Hamilton. See, I've got CJ and changed my mind. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I think we're all going to agree. I think it has to be CJ. I think on on this occasion, Lyndon Meikle mainly just to make it not be a, a, a conference team. <laughs> uh, but CJ, I think obviously since he's come in, brought in by Adam Murray, uh, bit of a a waste really in in some respects. A bit of a, a, a poor first season, but you know over the years has slowly. Developed and got better, and certainly under Flitcroft last season, 
uh, was absolutely phenomenal. Played in all those different positions, which gives him the adaptability tick box, uh, the goals which he scored, the assists which he made. Uh, this season has not been quite as on it, but I, I think you can still see the so potential there. Like, when we brought him in, he, did, he never really played. And I'm going to be controversial. It were Evans that gave him his first real chance. Yeah. Consistent first team football. Well, you used to stand on the, when you used to stand on the. No, no, no. CG, run, CG. What's the bell for? I don't know. Yeah. Just to try and drown it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, CG. All right, <laughs> son. It's me, it's Steve. God, oh, do Graham Cochran. No, exactly. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> strikers, please. I think one has to be, doesn't it? Like we've given Adam Murray a place. Yeah. We gave Adam Murray a place. Surely without even discussing it, it has to be the Jason man Lee. who did. <laughs> Jason Lee. Jason Lee. It wasn't even this decade. But it wasn't, was it? No. <laughs> what? It has to be Matt Green. Yep. Without a shadow of a doubt, surely. This is where you stop the audio and add in Matt Green's goal. Stags. Oh, how close are they going to come to finding a late winner? I actually think they can get it. I think it'll be dramatic. I think they'll get it. I believe. Do you believe, Mansfield Town fans? If you do, start singing and bat your side and draw them in as Marriott launches forward again. Reed is the target, flicked on it, might try and fall. But Green is out of the box, yes! Matt Green has won it for Mansfield Town! Yes! Come on! Mansfield at the top of the table! The fans are on the pitch! And Matt Green gets his second goal of the game! It's Hereford 1, Mansfield Town 2, and that's the goal which could win Mansfield Town the league! The Stags fans go berserk! As do the press, what a dramatic goal! I said it would come, and Matt Green has found it! Come on! Yes! Oh my goodness, Matthew Green! You beautiful man! You beautiful man! Did anybody else get goosebumps listening yeah, to that? Yeah, he's still giving me just goosebumps. That, that has got to be the moment, and I think it's the best commentary. Steve-O's version, the commentary on, on 103 was good, but that was just <laughs> different class. Thank you. Incredible. Uh, genuinely, the thing I, I, I love and loathe that clip in equal measure, because obviously <laughs> I've lost it, and I've lost the plot altogether. I, and I, I genuinely didn't care about commentating at, at that point. I think I was just too busy celebrating. It's supposed to be um, non-biased, you know. Yes, you know, yeah, I was. That, um, that was very non-biased. That game was just unreal for the nerds. But the, my best thing, the favourite thing I've got about that clip is commentators will always tell you that they always try and predict what's going to happen. You say at the very yeah. start of the yeah. clip. And at the very I start think, of the I think Mansfield could do it. I believe. Do you believe Mansfield Town fans? If you do, start singing about your team. Marriott launches the ball forward, all of a sudden flips, flicks on the side of the box. I can't believe it, which is why my voice has gone higher and higher and higher. <laughs> Bang, it's in the back of the net. We're top of the league, we're virtually back into the football league. Unreal. I can't believe that I've got that, predicted that and got that right. Because if you trawl back through the painstakingly horrible audio from <laughs> my years as a commentator, I would have tried to predict so many goals and it never happened. And then that, the at the moment, the, the, clip which, the clip which will never be deleted from the internet and will, I'm sure, haunt me until my dying day, um, I predicted it, which is why I love that clip. But I loathe it because of it's just, it's never going to get me a job, is it? It's never going to get me a career. <laughs> I mean, fifty percent of the uh, listening count must be Cam as well. So yes, yeah, yeah, there, there is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. It's, it's just one of the things that you just enjoy <laughs> listening to. Don't you? Oh. But the the Wrexham one, 
would be as good, but it, it's clipped to hell and it is horrific to listen to. Other than when Muzz lifting trophy. Yeah, because it's that last it's that last minute of the game, and it, I can remember. I can I think I was like thirteen at the time, and all I can remember. Told you just out of nappies. Shut up. <laughs> it was actually that happened. In, that happened in the April as I joined Takeover and you guys in October. We never got rid of him after that. Yeah, no, scary, isn't it? Um, but all I can remember from that game is just going absolutely mental and to be honest I think my ears was sounding a bit like that because you couldn't hear anything no it just went wild I've never had I've never felt an atmosphere like that at Stag since unreal Uh, we'll come back to that later on Uh, let's go back to our (laughs) second striker to partner uh, Matt Green Uh, we had the argument earlier about whether lone players should or shouldn't be included if they were I'm sure we'd be all be writing Tyler Walker down right now we came to the conclusion though by excluding Ben Whiteman from the midfield that lone players are not to be included so who partners Matt Green up front Cam Matt Reed Nathan Matt Reed yeah Reed, flick it off. <laughs> Matt Reed's on the box. He's in. He's on the he's on the sheets. Matt Reed is part of Matt Green up there. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. I don't think yeah. you can look. his contribution is, is flick-ons. I mean, a lot of people probably argue for Danny Rose, and I think if I was being if I was a, being a little bit more uh, critical and a little bit more in terms of contribution on the pitch I'd look at Danny Rose but I'd be playing him at centre half because he's still the best defender we've <laughs> yeah. got and his work rate's phenomenal I think it's just his goals to game uh, ratio and obviously this, this, in terms of contributions to the club even though we, you know, we've kissed made up and forgiven him for the transfer saga that's still going to be in some people's minds and he does split the vote but I'm going to put him as uh, on one of my subs can we try and find uh, a substitute for every position so we're going to go for a goalkeeper a right back a a goalkeeper a defender a midfielder and a a striker we'll have two defenders two midfielders two strikers and a goalkeeper okay yeah yeah goalkeeper my nomination uh, my nomination would have been David Groff but again we're not including lone players Um, so I will put forward the one the only Brian the Beast Jensen yeah uh, Nathan? Good shout, uh, but I'm going to go for Lechnik. Okay, Cam? Um, well, do you want to have one of your own or are you doing one of them? I'm trying to think what else I could do. Um, yeah, it's got it's got to be um, the Beast. Okay, so. the Beast is uh, on the bench. Uh, okay, two defenders. Uh, who did we miss out earlier? We, we, we left Dempster out, didn't we, earlier on? Yeah. I think he's in contention, isn't he? For, for one, Nathan? For, for one of them, I'd, I'd probably say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll stick John Dempster in there I, then. I have one, though. I have, I have another one, just for the... Yeah. yeah, in case we need to change tactics a little bit. Yeah. I've got the perfect one. Yeah, go on. And this isn't a joke either. I know I've put a few wind-up ones in there, and you might think it is, but it's not. Big X. Yes. 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 Love him. Yes, yes. Love him. Bring him on. Get a long throw. Launch it in. Reedy flicks it on. Green inside the box. <laughs> Oh, right, okay, two midfielders. Uh, who are we going to go for? <laughs> this was the hard one. I'm going to I'm going to straight away throw Lyndon Meekle in there. Yeah, I, I think I think again, I have to agree. Yeah, uh, winger, uh, play down either side. Could play up top if if he needed him to. Scored some good goals as well. His contribution was often overlooked in that conference season. Lyndon Meekle is one. Uh, who did we miss out early? We missed out. Um, 
Okay, Junior Daniel's on there, right? We need uh, strikers now. I'm straight away. I'm going to argue for Danny Rose. Yeah, got, agree. yeah, got to be on the bench, uh, right? So at least one space left out of the entire decade. There is one space left on our team of the decade on the bench um, mm. for a striker. State your claim, Nathan. Who are you going to go for? Um, I'm trying to think what other strikers we've had really that have. Do you want to break? The, do you want to break the rule and put him on the bench? Well, actually, didn't we say we could put lone players on the bench? Yeah, we did. Lone players. We did, and we've we completely uh, forgot about that. Forgot <coughs> that we? Guess we, so, we, by association. We could have had Ben Whiteman as well. Damn it. <laughs> so, what are we going to go for then? So, what are we doing now? Are we going for lone players on the bench? Yeah. I think we said that anyway, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. So, it's right. got to be Tyler Walker. Tyler then, Walker. It? Okay, then. So, I was going to throw Paul Connor. Yes. Well, it wouldn't have been a bad. It wouldn't have been a bad. Uh, Not Rob Duffy. No, that's that's not. Uh, so, the Mansfield Matters podcast panel team of the decade, according to our debate, and I'm sure at home you all lot will disagree. Feel free to get in touch on Twitter and Facebook and let us know your uh, players. Four four two in goal: Alan Marriott, right back, right to left of uh, Luke O'Neill, Luke Jones, Ryan Tafazzoli, and Samuel Benning. Midfield, right to left of Louis Briscoe, Captain Adam Murray in the middle alongside Jamie Maguire, with CJ Hamilton on the left. Up front, Matt Green, Matt Reed on the bench, reinforcements, Brian the Beast Jensen, John Dempster, the big X, Exus Cahegan, uh, Lyndon Meikle, Junior Colin Daniel, Danny Danny Rose and Tyler Walker. Let's be honest, that squad, where could that get us? Where, where, where would, These where, days? Yeah. <coughs> Honestly, probably not that far. But. Are we, are we, are, uh, 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 this is a completely different question. Are we on about current form or prime? No, prime. In prime. Prime oh. Mansfield. It has to be picked on their prime. Oh, I think this, we, that, we top it, end. That, yeah, it has to be. It would have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. But if you look in there, how many you've got? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven conference winners in there. And the rest... Of you know players who push towards the playoffs, so that's that says it all, doesn't it? That says yeah. it all. Okay, so we've uh, managed to get through our team of the decade. Uh, time now for a bit of a quiz, um, which what we're going to do, and then we're going to talk about some other bits and bobs from the decade, and then um, we will have another quiz and then uh, wrap things up. For um, for the show, so, well, yeah, for 10 years, 20 questions, okay? Each player will face 20 questions from the last 10 years, two from each year. The 
player who scores the most correct answers in the quickest time will be crowned the winner. Questions will be about literally anything from the last decade. Nathan, can I have the bell, please? Uh, this, uh, can you pass me the bell, thank you. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, this bell has now become the bonus bell. Some of these questions you can earn bonus points on, okay? Um, so if the bell rings, I will ask you a bonus question um, for you to try and uh, earn some bonus points. Now, uh, in order to try and figure out who will go first and who will go second, uh, Cam, I believe you've got a bit of paper in front of you, which would be fantastic. You are going to need that. Um, so, I am going to ask you, to the closest... How many goals have Manchester Town scored in league games, not including cup or playoffs, this last decade? Cam, I would like you to write your answer down for me. Once you've done that, don't uh, just pass it across to me. And then Nathan, I'm going to ask you for a figure. That's the fairest way of doing it. You don't know what Cam's written down, and you don't know what Nathan's going to say. Uh, Nathan, just try to have a sneaky look. A uh, bit awkward. Um, Long time listeners, if you're a first time listener, Nathan is a blind. Uh, just pointing that trying out. Trying to there. cheat. Yeah, trying to cheat is not going to work. So, uh, to the nearest figure, how many goals have Mansfield scored in league games only, not including cup or playoffs, in the last 10 years? Uh, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven. Okay, there you go. Okay, uh, Nathan, give me a figure, please. I'm going to go for 1,112. Okay, question to earn some bonus points. Do you understand? I understand. Okay, uh, so in Nathan, in three, <laughs> two, <laughs> Nathan, are you ready for Mansfield Matters 10 years, 20 questions? I'm not, but let's do it. Okay, in three, two, one. In March 2010, the Stags secured their biggest league away win at the time since 1929, beating who? 5-0. Oh, literally no idea, darling. Okay. Uh, at the end of 2010, the Stags appointed Duncan Russell as permanent manager. How did he mark his first game as full-time gaffer? For real. I don't know. Uh, 2-0 win. 
Okay. Uh, the Stags' Wembley final appearance is the most memorable moment of 2011, but how many games in the FA Trophy did the Stags play in 2011 before gracing the Wembley turf? Bonus bell question. Uh, the answer was seven. Oh. Can you name? Uh, we've played three teams twice. Can you name uh, the four teams? One point for each team that we played. Luton. Yep. Arlington. No. Oh, this is a lead up. Yeah, this but. is filled up to Wembley, so we'll get carry on. You've got three more to get. Three more guesses. Not a lie. I'm stuck anyway. <laughs> um, Hayes and Yedin. Two more guesses. I'll let you have no clue. This is, this Don't forget, is we are on the clock. Kidderman's Harriers, Tamworth. Okay, you uh, will come to the answer later. My memory's terrible. Uh, who replaced Duncan Russell as Stags manager in the summer of 2011? Paul Cox. Uh, Mansfield reached the playoffs in 2012, but who dented our chances of progression by getting sent off in the first leg away at York City? In December 2012, the Stags set up a thrilling FA Cup tie with Liverpool by beating Lincoln City at the second round replay at the One Course Stadium. Who scored what proved to be the Stags' winning goal? Adam Smith. At the end of January, where did a waterlogged pitch unintentionally uh, at the time go on to help the Stags get promotion in 2013? At the end of January 2013, where did a waterlogged pitch unintentionally at the time go on to help the Stags get promoted? I don't know, on some grass. Whose <laughs> 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 38th minute goal sealed the, Stags, sealed the Stags? A monumental Derby Day victory against Chesterfield, the first Derby Day victory on Sparrite soil in ten and a half years. Calvin Andrew. Uh, in November 2014, who scored the only goal of the uh, game to edge the Stags past Concord Rangers in the FA Cup first round replay? Oh, what's that? Um, um, I don't know. Uh, Danny Rose, I can't think. Paul Cox reign as manager came to an end in November 2014. Adam Murray took caretaker charge and got off to a flying start, beating who? 1 0. Plymouth. Bonus bell question time. Who scored the Stags goal? Danny Rose. Uh, heading into the 2015-16 campaign, Adam Murray made a number of new signings who made their debut on the season's opening day at home to Carlisle. Two are still at the, are still at the club, whilst two others were conference winners earlier in the decade who were back for a second spell at the club. Who were the duo back for their second spell? Can I have the first other question again, please? <laughs> Heading into the 2015-16 campaign, Adam Murray made a number of new signings who made their debut on the season's opening day at home to Carlisle. Two are still with the club, whilst two others were conference winners earlier in the decade back for a second spell. Who were the duo back for their second spell? Jerry McGuire and... Matt Green? Uh, bonus bell question time, who are still at the club? Uh, Mal Benin and Christian Pierce. Okay, your next question. This is awful. Your next question, you're going to love, you're going to absolutely, oh, anagram, you're gonna absolutely uh, love this one. Uh, Spiny Caretaker scored the Stags' last goal of 2015, a 1-1 draw at home to York City, but who is Spiny Caretaker? <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Um, Spiny Caretaker. 
pass. I ain't got a clue. Uh, the Stags started the 2016-17 campaign typically with a trip to Newport County. A 3-2 victory, a side which included a start for two current Stags players. One was Samuel Benning, who was the other who made his debut and scored. <laughs> and scored. I was going to say Conrad Logan, so it's good if I didn't. Um... Maybe Dave, you scored. Uh, Sorry for you've answered this. You've, you've said this for about forty questions. Have I? Yeah. It could be Danny Rose, then. I, I don't know. Uh, another oh, managerial well. change took place in November 2016 as Steve Evans replaced Adam Murray. But who nest the brace as Evans' new side overcame his old side Crawley in his first game as Stag's boss? Another managerial change took place in November 2016 as Steve Evans replaced Adam Murray, but who nested the brace as Evans' new side overcame his old side Crawley in his first game as Stag's boss? Um, Bonus bell question time, who got the other goal? Um, I'll go for... Christian Pierce. Mansfield reached the quarterfinals of the EFL Trophy, eventually being knocked out at home to who in January 2017? Pass. Bon- bonus, bonus bell question time. Matt Green scored at ball. No, I'm just giving you the answer. <laughs> Matt Green! <laughs> Come on! Oh dear. Flying, yeah. I've got one point. Four Cox and Adam Murray returned to the one course stadium as manager and assistant of which non league side who faced the Guys, side. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Last couple of questions. The highs of China via Peterborough Lord Steve Evans away with David Flickcroft his replacement. Evans departed on a 1-1 draw whilst Flickcroft started with the same result. But how many 1-1 draws did the Stags collect in total in 2018 in all competitions? Nine. Uh, a 2-1 win on Boxing Day 2018 saw the Stags beat Berrien extend their unbeaten run to 15. The best run since a 20-game unbeaten streak in which year? <laughs> this guy for real. Um, How easy this question is. 2013. 2019 also saw a brief tenure of management for John Dempster as a manager. Uh, kick-started with the first of how many 2-2 draws during his reign as Stag's boss in all competitions? Six. And finally, Graham Cochran will take the Stags into the next decade after replacing Dempster. He's yet to get a victory as Stag's boss, having played only three games, but who netted the first goal of a new dawn? Andy Cook. Stop the club. Nathan, I can tell you your time. Would you like to know your time? I would like to know nothing about this quiz. Okay. Uh, you did it in 7 minutes 34 seconds. Okay. Uh, and I will total up your points. Are you ready for this? It won't take long. No. Well, I don't know. You will be surprised. You got a bonus point uh, on one of the questions. Um, I also think you got one of the questions wrong. Huh? The road to Wembley. No, I definitely got that right. Well, if, if, if there's any questions wrong, this whole thing was invalid. Well, it's, de- it's definitely right. Because you said we played seven games. We didn't. We played eight. No, we played on the road to Wembley. Yeah, we played. Uh, on the road to Wembley, yeah, we, we played, played eight. Yeah, on the road to Wembley, we played eight games. But if you listen to the question, it's in the uh, 
the question is, the Stags' Wembley final appearance is the most memorable moment of 2011, but how many games in the FA Trophy did the Stags play in 2011? It's harsh, isn't it? That's harsh. I mean, and therefore, the answer is seven. They got it wrong anyway, regardless. Uh, the answer was, the, by the way, you got a bonus point for saying Luton. The other teams uh, were Newport, Alfton twice, and Chasetown twice. Uh, well, so, one, two, oh, no, three, uh, <laughs> three, 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 four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, with bonus points, uh, nine, ten, with bonus point, eleven, uh, twelve. 13, Nathan. So, Cam, you've got 13. 13 right. 13 right, including bonus points, because the bonus points are there to, to get. Are they worth about No, they're not worth. Points. They're not right. worth more How points. I, no. I, I thought I would have got about three. They're definitely not worth more points. Okay, so, Cam, you've got 7 minutes 34 seconds to beat, uh, with, thir with uh, 13 to get. You know the style of the questions by now. Uh, you know what's going to happen. Uh, Cam, are you ready to play Born Mansfield ready. Matters 10 years, 20 questions? On it. Remember the bonus bell. In three, two, one, let's play. Mansfield didn't start the decade on New Year's Day in 2010. How many days into the decade did the Stags have to wait until a game was played? 12. Bonus bell. What was the what was the, uh, the outcome of the game and who was the opponent? Uh, Cambridge, who will win. Uh, David Holdsworth signed a number of players during his time as Stags boss, but who was his second signing in January 2010? He'd go on to stay with the Stags, score one goal and win the conference, even though you say it was 2009. Um, oh, man. 2011 got off to a horrid start away at Grimsby, but how many consecutive New Year's Day defeats did the 7-2 fraction mark at the time? Against who could the Stags only name three substitutes uh, consisting of two defenders and a half-injured goalkeeper in 2011? In 2012, Mansfield enjoyed a haul of scoring 13 goals in two games against Barrow and Alfreton. But, of those, of those two games only, three players scored three each. Who were they? One point for each. Get three attempts. Mansfield enjoyed a haul of scoring 13 goals in two games against Barrow and Alfreton, but of those two games, only three players scored three each. Who were those players? Matt Green, Lee Stevenson. And one more? Um, Junior Daniel. November 2012 was the last time a Mansfield town side achieved what feat? Uh, Twenty thirteen was a phenomenal year for the Stags, but after the highs of Liverpool in the Cup, who brought Paul Cox's men crashing back? Back in the Football League, where did the Stags finally secure their first Football League victory after five years away? Wickham. This decade has seen Bristol Rovers take an active dislike to Mansfield, but what did the Stags do to the gas in May 2014 <laughs> thanks to a goal from Colin Junior Daniel? They sent them down to the conference and we played in their away kit. The Stags had two home games against Bury postponed due to a waterlogged pitch in January and February 2014. What was the score when the Stags when the game eventually went ahead at the third time of asking? Ah, oh, 3-1 for it. Bonus ball question time. Who scored the Stags goal? Oh, God. Uh, Matt Green. 
2015 saw Adam Murray try and move away from his playing career as he cut his teeth as permanent status boss, but he couldn't resist one last cameo appearance as a late sub in February against who? Friday the 14th of August 2015 saw a new player get the crown of becoming the club's oldest player, a record which still stands to this day. Uh, bonus bell question at time, how old was he? Uh, and how many days? No, not days, months. Oh, uh, six. Okay. Uh, 2016 saw Adam Murray continue his fine record over Notts County with a 5 0 win at the One Course Stadium in April. Matt Green scored twice, named one of the other three goal scorers. Uh, Reggie Lamb. Uh, 2016 saw a format change to the EFL Trophy, currently the Leasing.com Trophy, with the introduction of the group format. Which three teams were in the Stags group from which they squeezed tightly through? Port Vale. Point for each, by the way. Oh, God. Uh, Port Vale, definitely. Uh, 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 uh. Derby. And... Crew. January 2017 saw the Stags tighten up defensively with a fantastic win of clean sheets for new goalkeeper Jake Keane in all competitions. How many minutes of football were played before the Stags eventually conceded in a 3-1 victory at Cambridge? 230. Jeremy McNips bagged an FA Cup hat-trick in November 2017. But who is Jeremy McNips? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Jeremy McNips. <laughs> Jeremy McNips bagged an FA Cup hat trick in November 2017. But who is Jeremy McNips? Oh, it's um, Jimmy Spencer. <laughs> January 2018, the Stags achieved a somewhat unwanted milestone in the FA Cup as they faced Cardiff City. But. Was it our 100th FA Cup defeat, or did we concede our 1,000th FA Cup goal? 100th defeat. I dropped my bed, it's gone wrong! <laughs> oh, oh, no. I bet it's the time to take now, it off. Uh, the start of the 2018-19 campaign saw the Stags play arguably their best football of the decade, including a 6-1 demolition of Accrington Stanley. But, how many passes did the Stags string together? <coughs> 2019, aka the year of heartbreak now and fading dreams, but who missed a critical penalty in the shootout against Newport? Uh, and finally, which of John Dempster's former Academy stars was handed a debut from the bench in his first win away at Carlisle? Uh, do you mean no? No, you've said set your first answer mm -hmm. and stop the clock. Now I can tell you, considerably quicker than Nathan's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes, 42 seconds. Well, I think I've lost it. I don't think you have. I think you've done it quite comfortably, actually. You got 12 correct. Oh, no. In five minutes, 43 <laughs> seconds, whereas Nathan scored 13, thanks to his bonus points, in 7.34. I feel a bit... And it was... a bit harsh, though, because one of them you gave me the answer by accident, didn't you? Yeah, that's... <laughs> even if I take that off, I'll give Cam an extra point, you've still won this How quiz. We'd have got the same and I'd have got quicker. They got a quicker time though, wouldn't Would you? Yeah. So your mess up gave him the win. Thanks for that. But if you didn't mess up, that, that took me oh, no, two okay, minutes to recover. No, no, that's fine. No, I will give... Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. I will give that's you... That's fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Cam, okay. shall I give you your piece of paper back? We're going to decide who wins this. Uh, 
by way of another close call. Earlier we had the. Uh, did you do the pen? Uh, earlier we had the goals scored. Now I want to know how many goals we conceded. Nathan, uh, can you write yours down, please? Okay, Nathan, what is your um, your your guess? Four hundred and ninety-one. Okay, Cam went for seven hundred and thirty-two. I don't even need to do the maths on this one. I can tell you that Nathan is the closest on this one with 491. We conceded uh, 557 goals. How did we score more than we concede? Well, we, get, well we did get promoted and yeah. the playoffs twice. And so. then last year we had a very good defensive record as well. Absolutely. So, Nathan, uh, you can choose your prize between a box of Highland Collection shortbread assortment or... Sainsbury's Finest Milk, White and Dark Chocolate Biscuit Assortment. Which one would oh, you like? it's got to be Sainsbury's Finest. Okay, I'm going to put that on the table. Thank you, mate. That's uh, your massive box. We'll play uh, for the shortbread biscuits later on in the show. Now, uh, we've not got long left. We've only got about 15 minutes left before we've got to shoot off and get these two back to where they need to be. Uh, it's just gone 5 o'clock on uh, Monday the 30th of December. So very, very quickly indeed, uh, let's talk about some of the highs, some of the lows. Um, we've already mentioned it quite a lot. Promotion was a fantastic season for us. Other than that, what moment can you pick as your highlight of the last decade, Cam? I know it's going back to the same season, but the, the 20 games unbeaten, I think, was, was probably my high point other than the promotion because I think it just showed that how much we'd come on in that, in that short space of time and we've not. Did we, do, did we do 14 unbeaten under Dave? Yeah, we, we certainly uh, we certainly got there. We certainly got up there. We yeah. broke a league record, didn't we? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, I'd say it's either 20 unbeaten or uh, last season going from the end of September not losing a game again until um, early January. Nathan, what about you? What moment are you going to go for? Um, there's two. I'm going to agree with Cam a little bit there and... Uh, say last season even though we failed inevitably it was for me one of the most enjoyable seasons uh, I've had following the Stags like I say aside from the promotion season um, and going back into the decade before so I'd go with, with that uh, but the other thing is I'd probably go for our record against our rivals of uh, in the last decade, decade as well uh, it's been nice um, you know beating Chesterfield twice um, and obviously up the, the the amazing record we've had against Nos County. I mean, apart from the last game, it's been pretty laughable actually. The the record we've had against them. So, uh, and obviously we look where they are in the league now and where we are. So it's nice to actually have those roles reversed for a change. We've had our, the Mickey taken out of us out of, out of us for the last decade, and we've finally getting a bit of uh, revenge on that, which is nice. I've got a few. The uh, first one for me, I think naturally, has got to be with the clip we played earlier, the Matt Green goal, that was just phenomenal. Uh, but the game after that, where we lifted the uh, the league trophy, looking down on the pitch and seeing um, Adam Murray lift that trophy, he'd been through hell that season with injuries and things like that, because one of the worst moments for me, and I'm sure we'll talk more about worst moments in in, in a minute or two as a reverse to this, was uh, the season before watching him absolutely break down in tears on the pitch after losing to York in the playoffs. We'd been through everything that season and you know come so close to have it taken away in that last those very last few seconds. Um, for me, that was a a, a really 
heartbreaking moment but to see you know the transformation in a year what we've been through the football we've we played obviously it wasn't the most eye-catching but we beat teams we went on runs we were winning games we were confident we had something to to shout about something to sing about something to believe in again so that moment when that trophy went up and the ground the ground went mental is definitely up there um and the football we played under, under Flitcroft was was up there obviously the records against Notts County etc 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 and I think another one uh, for me another moment for me <coughs> was probably um, as daft as it sounds because it was a woeful squad was when we got to Wembley when Louis Briscoe put that ball in the back of the net against Luton in the second leg they were down to nine men they were still pushing us you know to, to the wall we were depleted we were on our we were on our backsides really but we got through it and we just showed that you know if you put enough application and desire into something you can achieve whatever it is you want to achieve so I think that moment is up there for me uh, worst moment as I say uh, the Adam Murray tears but you cannot look beyond Tyrone Thompson's own goal can you? yes you can brain tree away oh, ok yeah because <laughs> it was awful you, you thought that oh no we've blown it yeah I know in reflection now you, you know, obviously we know we didn't but at that moment in time so that's it. It if, if we'd have won and then Kidderminster lost, I think it was Wrexham in the late kickoff, we'd have been up that day. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we lost and Kidderminster so got really close. It, just felt, then... it felt like it was done, didn't it? It really did. It yeah. was, it was awful, an awful feeling. And the reason I, I picked that one out as well, um, for, if anyone's listening, that go to a lot of matches with, with myself and my dad. Uh, we had a minibus for that as well, which we should know by now that never goes well. <laughs> Ever won when we got in a minibus, but we yeah, did. It had a limit on it as well, so we couldn't go anything above, I think it's like 50 miles an hour, something daft like that. So it took a day and an age to get anywhere. On the way back, you put Northern Soul on as well, which drove half the sure. bus mad. Honestly, not much could go worse than that day. Um, and it's one of the ones when we're in the cars having our football chat, uh, it always seems to come off. That was that was a bad day. That really was. But, I mean, there's that... You probably look at last season, MK Dons, Oldham, yeah. uh, a couple of bad ones there. Like you said earlier, the York City playoffs. There's, there have, there has been some pretty... And Notts County away last season, I didn't enjoy that at all. No. Um, no, so there's, there's a few in there that you can throw in. OK, well, time now for another quiz. This is one's uh, a quick one, uh, the last quiz of the decade. I'm sure uh, these two will be absolutely delighted uh, with that. Uh, which is uh, an honour to somebody who um, has been, or two people in fact, that have been long-standing at the club, been there for the entire decade. One has uh, grown up from a youngster and now has taken on his, his dad's role. Uh, they are the Mezzers, the Merrimans, obviously. Mike Merriman, the uh, groundsman, better known as Mez, and Scott Merriman, his son, Mini Mez, who is now the, the kit man. Uh, this is a, a quiz in homage to, in honour and uh, in thanks to them. Ten years is a long time to get the kit right. We've seen it go wrong sometimes as well. Bristol Rovers away, but it was created a hilarious moment. Uh, for both popular measures. Sometimes, though, letters get jumbled up. So it's your job, Cameron Nathan, to help out the Stags <laughs> kit men. But the referee is in a rush. You've only got 90 seconds to unscramble as many players as possible. The person with the most players at the end of the 90 seconds will be the winner. The team is set out in a standard 4-4-2 and includes 
players from the last 10 years, obviously in anagram form, okay? So, uh, here's the rules, you've got 90 seconds, if you stop you can pass and move on, but we will go back to it at the end if there is time, okay? Uh, Nathan, you were the winner by default of the, uh, the last game, uh, so uh, I'm going to give Cam the opportunity to pick uh, this time, would you like set A or set B? Set. Okay, so Nathan, that puts you first. You've got 90 seconds. Uh, you're going to have 90 seconds on the clock, right? Uh, that's 1 minute 30 for those who... Just trying to get the logic there. I won the last quiz, but you won the Yeah, because you, you won. Yeah, you won. <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice for everyone. Uh, so, uh, who's going first? It's Nathan, you're going, you're yeah, going first. So, Nathan, I, you understand it, okay? You've got 90 seconds. Unfortunately, yeah, if you it, yeah. If you pass, uh, you, we'll go back to it at the end, all right? If there's time. They're all anagrams. They're all players that played that have played for us in the last ten years. Some of them are in our team of the uh, the decade, and we've had some of the anagrams before. Okay, so get your thinking power on. Are you ready? Let's get to Randy one. Yep. Okay. In three, two, one. Let's go. Rational tram. Rational tram. Uh, I should study. No, carry on. Pass. Uh, unlike Leo. Unlike Leo. Luke O'Neill. Shy Yard. Uh, Christ. Um, pass. Swan Restate, sorry, restate. Swannery Eye. <laughs> Swannery Eye. Um, Ryan Sweeney. Man, Jensen Jiggs. Man, uh, James Jen Jennings. Curious Isabel. Is she? <laughs> um, oh, she is. Uh, pass. Uh, Jeremy Lobb. Uh, pass. Jeremy, you've passed on Jeremy Lobb. Okay. Uh, passed on Jeremy Lobb. Okay, that's fine. What? I, I can't. Who else? Jeremy Lobb. Uh, Jeremy Lobb. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. Uh, uh, Amanda Champ. Amanda Champ. Ten, um, nine, eight, not long left. seven, Champ. six, five, Jeremy, that was four, that was that. three, oh, right. two, Champ. Uh, uh, so who's Jeremy Love then? We'll go through them later on. Oh. Uh, Nathan, you've got extra time now. Okay, uh, the referee has given you the name of a manager from the past ten years, but you must work it out. The time it takes you will be added on um, to your score. Uh, I don't know how that works, so I've not figured that out. Uh, <laughs> if you give up, I'm going to give you ex that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you another 90 seconds, all right, um, to try and figure this out. Okay, uh, you've got 90 so seconds. Just a manager, yeah. You 90 seconds to figure out this manager. If you don't get it in that time, one of your players that you've guessed right will be sent off. At the moment, you've got four correct answers. All right, you ready? Yeah. Uh, your time starts in three, two, one. Analog charm hug. Analog charm hug. Analog charm hug for your manager. What? Analog oh. charm hug. Um, long name. Analog charm hug. Analog charm hug. Say as many times as you want, it's not helping. The manager from the past ten years, analog tar charm hug. Analog charm hug. You can pass it for a red card. Graham Cochran. Oh, he's only got it, got it. <laughs>
<laughs> well done. That's awful. Oh dear. So in total, you scored five. Cam, uh, your time is up. Are you ready? You got to get five. You got ninety five or more. Ninety seconds. You ready? Yeah. Okay. In <laughs> three, two, one. Jenny Barnes. Jenny Barnes. Jenny Barnes. Pass. Ben Shy Trent. Ben Shy Trent. Pass. Loon Jokes. <laughs> Not Mallory. Not Mallory. Pass. Blaming Men. Blaming Men. Oh, Malbert Hint. A loud spanner. A loud <laughs> spanner. A loud spanner. <laughs> Non-term toy shop. Non-term <laughs> toy shop. Non-term toy shop. 30 seconds. Non-term toy shop. Pass, pass, pass. Even toneless. Even toneless. Even toneless. This is awful. <laughs> Even toneless. Ten, Ten seconds. Nine. Eight, Chilton seven, Jam. Chilton six, Jam. Five. Four. Three. No. Two. Awful. One. Yeah, you got two. <laughs> I got uh, two. I'll go through the ones that you didn't get. Uh, first and foremost, you got an opportunity to get an extra point. Ninety <laughs> seconds to Great. try and work out this manager. Ready? Should be easy. unclad. Runless unclad. Nailed it. Easy. Uh, right then, you got three. So Nathan wins that one. Uh, however, quite obviously. However, Nathan's already got a prize, so I'm going to give oh. you your prize. Oh. There you go. Uh, oh, right, favourite. So, uh, very, very quickly indeed. Those who uh, you missed or got uh, didn't or passed on, uh, start with Cam's. Uh, Jenny Barnes. Nathan, want to guess? Um, Jenny Barnes. I was going to say Brian Yen. Correct. Yeah. Uh, ben Shy Trent uh, was Reese Bennett. Oh, Not Mallory. Not Mallory. Uh, not Mallory was Tom Naylor. Uh, a loud spanner was Paul Anderson. Uh, non-term toy shop. Now this one really three, didn't it? Non-term. I toy thought it was shop. Auntie Al, but it's not as it's got an S in it. So no, it's it Tyrone Thompson. Ah. Uh, even toneless was Lee Stevenson. Forgot him for a second time in this episode. Cam. Uh, Chilton Jam was where you finished. Um, C.J. Hamilton. Oh. Your two remaining ones, Agent Term, Agent Term, uh, Matt Green, Carrie uh, oh, Wallet, Carrie Wallet, Tyler Walker, mm. uh, Nathan Yours, Rational Tram. We've had this one before. <laughs> Salem Marriott. Uh, no. uh, you went all the way. Uh, Curious Isabel was Louis Briscoe. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Lobb threw you a little bit. It was Cam's favourite player. Oh, Joel Byron. Joel I Byron. thought he was laughing because it was so obvious. No, I was like, I'm really Jeremy not getting Lobb, this. No. Uh, Amanda Champ was Adam Chapman. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Lucas Scam. Uh, Sam Klukas. Sam Klukas. Uh, Sorry, Des. 
<laughs> Sorry, Des. <laughs> All right, mate. Don't worry. Uh, are we in strikers now? Yeah, we're in strikers. Sorry, uh, Des. Uh, Ooh, that's interesting. Ross Dyer and the best I saved for last, Danny Rose. Of course, <laughs> it was Randy Ones. Randy Ones. I'm going to pass all the way just to get to that because I know I'd get these. Get you one. You get one point, yeah, but you didn't know whether that had been your no, one or get, not. To be fair, a gamble. So was a bit of a gamble, right? Okay, we've not got long left. Okay, we've got a couple of minutes left. So, uh, final reflections now, please, on uh, the decade as was for me. We've gone from conference obscurity. We've had some fantastic highs. I think getting to Wembley was a fantastic achievement with that squad we had. Playoffs, promotion, stability, relegation fight, playoff push after playoff push. The longer it's gone on, the more and more we've had failed dreams. But as a decade, in terms of delivering ups and downs and something to talk about, at least we've not been studying mid-table. It's actually been a relatively all right one, hasn't it, Cam? Yeah, I'd say so. Nathan? Yeah, I, I, like I said earlier, you look at it in two different ways, and I think on the pitch we probably haven't achieved that much in the grand scheme of things uh, over the whole decade. We've done the most important thing was getting back into the league. Uh, but the most important thing for me is what we've done off the pitch. It's just, you know, I love following this club. It doesn't matter what league we're in. Um, and it's just nice to see things just be done the right way. You know, we talk, we've already spoke about what the Rabbits have done for the club, but... I think also we should add what they do for the community. You know, what they've done for myself through charity work and thing. They've been incredible with that. Uh, started up MTFC Blind with them as well. Uh, you know, the list list goes on with what they do for both myself and other and, and, and other people within the community. So, you know, not every football club's like that. So, uh, you know, I'm for one grateful that we have a club first and foremost, and and second of all, you know, the fact that. We're doing things the right way off the pitch, uh, and whatever happens on the pitch, obviously we all want success. But most and most importantly, I want a team to follow. So as long as we're carrying doing those things right off the pitch, I'm I'm pretty happy. What are your hopes going into the next decade, Nate? Into 2020, Graham Coughlin at the helm, Mansfield in a relegation battle. I think it's fair to say 20th in League Two at the moment. What's your hopes going into the new year and the new decade? Can Mansfield do it again? Can we fight and push up one step further? Or are we going to drop back through the trapdoor? No, well, we're not going to go up this year, that's for sure. But um, for the next decade, I, I would love to see us be, you know, sustain a place in League One. And if we can flirt with possible championship, then perfect. But uh, League One, I'd, I would just love to see us get to that next step and stay there. You know, we've only managed you know, to be there for one season in the last sort of 20 years. Um, so it'd be nice to, well, 10 years, whatever, 10, 15, whatever. Uh, 20 years, that's what I meant. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be nice to get there and stay there um, and, and see some, you know, a few more crowds come in uh, and just sort of carry on building. But, you know, slowly and steady would be nice. Cam, your final words, what are you expecting from, from the next uh, 10 years other than uh, get your hair back, your, your hair colour back? I don't think that I'll ever go back to the way it was, but... Um sustainability I think as a club over the last 10 years we've got to a point where we're not fully sustainable but we're an established football league team again I think looking back 10 years ago you wouldn't have thought that had happened for a, a, a while because I think at this point we'd have been about mid-table low mid-table in conference and you think the hope had just gone and and the, the the, the town have lost its love for its team 
and over the last ten years we've we've got that back and I know it's it's not been the easiest road but we've Mansfield is Mansfield and we're not we're not some team from down the road that had three back to back relegations and uh three? Two back to back relegations. And it just shows what what's happened. You put it into perspective compared to as neighbours what's happened recently, and and how much we've grown as a club off the pitch, not just on it. So we've got obviously sustainable on the pitch now, but we've now got our own ground again. It looks better. It, it, it's bringing in money through sponsorship, through events. It's had a fresh lick of paint. The pitch is looking better. The, just the atmosphere around the club is better than what it was, and I think. If we can keep, carry on, keep building that, then the good things will come on the pitch because we're going to have that 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 backing, the, the the money there to be able to get to where we want to be. And I know the Radfords keep saying that we want to be in the championship, want to be in the championship. We need to keep people of Mansfield need to keep backing Mansfield, and without that, it's not going to happen. And then the last ten, last ten years, it's built and built and built, and now we just need to finally make that final step. The voice there of Cam Felton, and before that you heard from Nathan Edge. My name is Craig Priest. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, a show which has developed in the last decade. At first it started out in a park, just having a little chat, uh, and then it moved into this back bedroom and uh, we've had different sets and different uh, styles, different people, and at the moment you've got us three and the honourable member, uh, Simon Mercer as well, who is always uh, at home looking after those two fantastic, lovely twins of his uh, as well. Uh, From me, I've had an interesting decade following the Stags. It was a period where I never thought I'd watch Stags again, to be fair, when I was working as a a radio producer, Uh, but the lure of the support and the and all of that and the atmosphere drew me back in one Saturday afternoon and I've never looked back since. I'm very, very grateful for that. I've also commentated at Wembley Stadium, saw uh, and lent my voice to a Stags promotion as Cam played that clip uh, earlier on and had the privilege of watching the Stags week in, week out sometimes. Uh, that's a privilege, that is. Um, but first, but above all else, I've had the privilege of being able to bring you guys listening at home uh, this podcast. So thank you very, very much uh, for all your support, for speaking to us on match days and interacting with us in the way which you do. We will see you in 2020 at some point when Nathan's back on his holiday. <laughs> uh, and uh, we will uh, continue to back the stags no matter what and support Graham Cochran. However... New Year's Day is dawning. A trip to Cambridge is fastly uh, arriving upon us. We look forward to kick-starting that, hopefully, in the way we want to go on. And that is with three points. But as this year ends and as this decade ends, there's one thing which is for sure. And that is that Mansfield always matters. Ten years, eight managers, a Wembley final, a promotion... Highs, lows, ups, downs, all in the course of watching Mansfield Town FC. Would you change it? Would you hell as like? We'll see you next time. Stags! Oh, how close are they going to come to finding a late winner? I actually think they can get it. I think it'll be dramatic. I think they'll get it, I believe. Do you believe Mansfield Town fans? If you do, start singing and back your side and draw them in as Marriott launches forward again, reads the target, flicked on it, might try and fall. But Green is out of the box, yes! Matt Green has won it for Mansfield Town! Yeah!
Come on! Let's do the top of the table! The fans are on the pitch! And Magri gets his second goal of the game! It's Hereford 1! Let's fill top 2! And that's the goal! We're good with Let's fill top 2! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.